Well, hello there. Hi! How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Cheeky. Cheeky. Sure, why not? <laughs> nice. Hi, everyone. Hi! Welcome to Cracker Classics. Yay. Weekly podcast. We take a classic movie, watch it, see how much it sucks. Or it doesn't suck. Usually sucks a bit, because it's old. And people sucked more back then. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, they could get away with sucking more back then. I guess. Um, it was more acceptable to suck back then. I suppose. <laughs> but that's not what our podcast is about. We're not going to delve We're too not going to into... suck off old people. Wait. Ugh. Shit. Wrong podcast. <laughs> that's your side project that I have nothing to do with. Except for modeling for the DVD. Um, mm, that's right. I need to lift some weights, don't I? <laughs> Get in fine form. Absolutely. This conversation has nothing to do with the movie that we're watching this week. Not at all. <laughs> or does it? I don't know. I don't know either. We have decided this week to watch The Big Sleep. Yay, Bogey! Yes, it's the original Bogey and Bacall, Philip Marlowe. We don't speak of the remake. Yeah. Not having seen either one, like, I have very strong opinions. <laughs> well, you don't remake Bogey. Yeah, pretty much I that's mean, it. Yep. Yeah. Or Bacall, for that matter. Well, I mean, yes. Come on. I guess there's debate to be had about this movie. I was reading up on it. There's really? There's two different cuts. It was the 1945 version, and uh -huh. I guess it sucked, and so they <laughs> redid it. Lovely. And it came out in 1946. We're going to watch the 46 one version, I believe. But there's debate among film critics as to which version is superior. Hmm. I only sort of know what this story is about. I heard something about, like, the Big Lebowski being loosely based on this. I can see that. It's supposed to be like a murder investigation and the, uh, the journey of the investigation. Hmm. It's not about the results. It's about the... The voyage that you go on. So, okay, so yeah, I can totally see I, that. I imagine there's a murder, and we encounter all sorts of colorful and uh, disturbing characters that may or may not have anything to do with it. And whether we find out who did the deed at the end, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say that the murder victim was rolled up in a rug, and he's just trying to get his rug back. Maybe. <laughs> um, we'll see what ties the room together in this movie. <laughs> it's black and white it's gonna be hard to tell yeah, i don't know i can see there being lebowski elements in here oh yeah maybe humphrey bogart's an urban achiever <laughs> well he's clearly not a golfer though bogey might be oh, i don't know it's a good question we have a lot of speculation that we can make right now because we don't know sometimes i like not knowing until we watch sometimes it sometimes it bugs me it could literally be anything there could be dragons and unicorns probably not this is 1946 and the haze code and whatnot and the haze code was anti-unicorn probably it was anti most things well <laughs> that's fair <laughs> if anyone's gonna be a unicorn in here it's gonna be lauren bacall let's be honest oh yeah but I've, according to the blurb we've got a bunch of colorful characters pornographers and murderers and the spoiled rich and you just described one person possibly <laughs> I'm, I'm building it up in my brain of there being like a complex web of 
players and they're all nefarious and awful but only like one or two of them have anything to do with the actual murder that happens <laughs> the rest are all red herrings is this the put your lips together and blow movie or is that a Ooh, different one i have no idea because i know that's bacall to bogey yeah but they did a lot of movies together well yeah it could be though hold please while we do research we should have done before we hit record Googling on the mic. Care to sponsor us, Google? We're using you right now. We all know how much you love to be used. It's from to have and have not. Oh, okay, yep. <laughs> Which is also a Howard Hawks movie. Like this, Big Sleep, Howard Hawks. Turning into one of our favorite directors, I guess. I... We've seen yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll see what the, the process is like. Uh, I guess William Faulkner co-wrote the screenplay. So, That's uh, a good sign. I guess. And I'm not a huge fan of Faulkner. I mean, he, bores, no? he bores me. Uh, I'm just rambles, and I don't care what the rambling has to say. Well, as long as Bogey is the one rambling, I'm happy. So, That's fine. Yeah, that, you I'll, know, I'll take that. I'll, yeah. I'll take any amount of rambling as long as it's coming from him. Lauren's the same way. I don't know if she's capable of rambling. She's I'd too, like uh, to see her try. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fine. She's just got too much of a smolder to her that a, a ramble it doesn't factor in, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, she can talk all she wants and it doesn't matter. Yep. I'm not going to care. <laughs> I will be happy. Anyway, we should probably get on this and find out if they blow in this one, too. Uh, not because of the Hayes Code. I'm just reading. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. They had to rewrite some of the screenplay during production to appease censorship from the Hayes office, which was vehement about excluding sexual themes. So maybe there was blowing. But it will not see it on screen. Aww. But, Stupid Hayes Code. But we'll see what they get away with in the Hayes Code. If it's titillating enough. I mean, just the presence of either one is plenty titillating. It's enough of a tittle, yeah. Solid tittling. Shall, well, shall we get our tittle on? <laughs> Let's tittle. All right. We will be back with our intermission impressions and a titillating murder. Mm, tittle. Most titillating. Better now that you're not on the floor? <laughs> Unlike the dead bodies piling oh, up in this movie. <laughs> this movie's... <laughs> I thought there'd be, like, one murder. It's been three murders. <laughs> we only know it was one and did it, because Marla was right there when it happened. Yeah. And, of course, it's the young pretty boy who uh, is working with the, the book guy who's also dead. Of course it is. He's vaguely ethnic. I suppose so. <laughs> it's the closest thing to anything ethnic in here. <laughs> everyone's really, really white. Yes. Which is sort of refreshing because all of the white people are up to really, really bad stuff. So yeah. it's nice that it's just an accurate depiction of white people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. This is a fantastic movie so far. I'm... Hell of a thunder peel, Jesus. Yeah. It adds to the... Uh, Ominousness of the movie. 
There's this brooding. Yeah, but it's a little annoying. We're pathetic. trying to record. Oh, well. It's better than a lawnmower or a car horn. That's very true. It adds to the atmosphere. Oh, God, this movie is a delight. Mm-hmm. The writing is spectacular. This dialogue, top notch. Oh, God, very, yes. That of uh, gymnastics, of linguistics. I was a little surprised, honestly, at how well Bogey can act. Like, he doesn't just have the one character. Like, I like I love Bogey. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, he's always playing the same guy. That's uh, fine. Well, for pretty the most much the part, same. Yeah, yeah see, Treasure right. of the Sierra Madre was a little different. Yeah. But, no, his little ruse in, the, in Geiger's bookshop was beautiful. Yeah, it was good. Beautiful. And he just dipped into it so effortlessly. It was... Fantastic. In the end, he didn't even have to do it because she was an idiot. <laughs> oh, that just made it better. Yeah. I i can't quite decide if everyone involved in all these nefarious activities are conniving and plotting or they're just fucking stupid. That's a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's at least a little dumb and just going along for it maybe got wrapped up in yeah what's going on around her but if you're supposed to be the front because clearly whatever's going on in the back of that bookstore is something else something yeah <laughs> you've got to be a good front yep you have to know enough the, yeah <laughs> you have to know what's going on and then the front to make it believable yep and the fact that he was able to go to the bookstore across the street and yep. have that woman be like, um, <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> yup. She was a Bond girl in that bookshop. Oh, yes, she this was. Is, this is like a Bond movie, but so much better. So much better. Yeah. Snappier dialogue, actual characters. Even the euphemisms and oh, the, yeah. the subtleties of it is just so much more well done. Yep. Better yeah, there's, no, there's less action. There's less pew-pew, scaling a mountain face, whatever. There's more tension, though. Exactly. A lot more tension. My interest is much more held in this than in the Bond movie. Yeah. Even if the plot is kind of convoluted, and there's you think? many tentacles <laughs> reaching out that uh, they keep extending and branching off in other tentacles, and I don't know <laughs> It's a little hard to keep track of. Yes. That's okay. I, I'm a little lost, but I am delighted. It doesn't being matter. Lost. I am enjoying being lost. <laughs> There's even things that it, I don't get why it was in there, but I don't care. Like that phone call to the police station in Marla's office. Oh, God, that was. I don't understand why she was calling <laughs> in the first place. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't think it does. <laughs> I care not, because that exchange was a masterpiece of cinema. <laughs> Just this delightful. Is, this is one of those movies, though, where everything in it, pretty sure it happens for a reason. Yeah. So why? <laughs> I kind of want to know why. I am very much of the, uh, I'm along for the ride thing. Yes. And if it gets explained, cool. If it doesn't, Cool. I don't I, think I'll yeah. have an issue if there's some things left open-ended. I may still bring it up because podcast and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, this ride is wonderful. Uh-huh. And even if we do end up off the pier in 12 feet of water. 
at about 9.30. Yeah, with the hand ins- throttle out. The inside of the wood was dry. Um, don't know why that tells him it was half an hour after the rain stopped, but... Forensics in the 1940s. Pretty, yeah, pretty fun detective work. I guess. For the 40s. Sure, we'll go Great with that. Great guesswork. <laughs> I have really only one issue in here so far, and that's the uh, treatment of Carmen. Yeah. There's been a bit of manhandling of her, and I mean, yeah, she got slapped, but she was also whacked out of her gourd, and that was just to smack some sense into her. Yeah, that's kind of like, hey, you need to pay attention to reality for a minute here, girl. And then he grabbed her and threw her on the couch, and there's just been a little bit of disregard for for these daughters. Well, for Carmen. Yeah, I mean, she kind of has it coming, I don't really want to say that, but no, I feel you, but... She's quite the rich You bitch. know! <laughs> this is giving, like, My Man Godfrey vibes of, this is a spoiled and entitled family that yes. just keeps getting into trouble and getting into trouble. Yep. And they sort of have it coming to them. And, yep, because they keep getting out of it. And I, by that well, I mean the consequences yeah. of your actions. <laughs> which is starting to come up with the blackmail and now there's dead bodies and this picture that we don't know what it's a picture of and thanks to the Hayes code i doubt we're gonna ever see the picture oh we're never gonna see that picture yeah um it's pretty sure it's just a picture of her in that house i think like over the body i don't know if you can see the body or not i don't think it was picture of the body because we saw that camera flash first. Yeah. And then a scream. And then the gunshots. And mm. then the dudes ran out. Yeah, I at least true. noticed that sequence. You're paying a little more attention than I am. Just kind of kicked back for the ride, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably be paying better attention, but oh god. My, the plotting just... side of my brain wants to figure it out. And there's so <laughs> much going on that I know I'm not going to figure it out. Well, um, as we got into it, I realized I have seen this before. Don't know how I could have forgotten that I'd seen this before. Right? <laughs> but I have. And as I recall, it does not resolve satisfactorily. Oh, <laughs> don't say that. We Come never on. really know. <sighs> I mean, it resolves satisfactorily, but not satisfactorily. Like, yes, it, but... No, but... Well, I hope you're remembering wrong. <sighs> Thinking of a different movie. It's quite possible, because, like, I am definitely watching it again for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, like, things happen, and I'm like, ah, yes, I remember this, but what's going to happen in five minutes? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of fun in that regard. Nice. Um... Yeah, I was initially thinking that maybe I started watching it on YouTube and gave up when I saw ads yes, before I realized that movies on YouTube had ads because I tried watching a couple of movies and they just had ads. So oh, yeah. goddamn often it's like, no, no. <laughs> I haven't tried since I got premium YouTube, but they haven't tried to get me to watch movies since I got premium YouTube. Fancy so that. I don't know what the hell. Like, Fancy that. Yeah, it's weird. Well, anyway. The Big Lebowski vibes in this are very present. Yeah, I uh, looked into that a little bit. Um, it's not there's not a direct corollary. Um, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it 
Big no. Lebowski is supposed to be like an amalgamation of that yeah. whole genre. Yeah, it's very much the vibe. The Coens said they, for Big Lebowski, they wanted to do a Raymond Chandler kind of story mm-hmm. with how it moves and all that. But it's not taken from any particular Raymond Chandler. It's just kind of the vibe. Yeah, plot-wise, there's nothing there. But yeah. style, yep. certain th- aspects, definitely. Phenomenal like the, dialogue. Oh, my God. And the idea <laughs> that he has it all figured out already. <laughs> and I'm going to spell out how I've got it all figured out. And then something else happens while I'm in the middle of explaining it all. And then I don't know I'm back to square one. Like seeing the, the blackmailer get shot. Well, it's the whole thing. You, you know, you explain what you think happened and then you're shown why you're wrong. It and is then you a part of the process. what you think happened yes. and you're shown why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Kind of how life works. It's that confidence <laughs> that Bogey has with it. And then oh. Let me tell you how well, I think this is, all went down and you did this and then oh. this has happened and you because that happened you did this. This is peak. Oh, look, another peak bogey. Another link in the chain that I did not know was a link in the chain. Now I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, this is now. I'm going to Shanghai the guy who just shot Brody and take him to the site of the first murder. This is absolutely bogey at his finest, too. This is fantastic. Yeah, this I is love... not Lauren Bacall at her finest, though. No, I'm not saying she sucks. She's still very good. Yes. But it's not fully there yet. No. You know, she's not she's smoldering. A, and She's not quite sure of her character. Yeah. She hasn't found the mojo yet that works for her. That she does later, for sure. Oh, my God. But, yeah. And it almost no, fits with this character of not fully yeah. having the mojo it, yet. Which maybe like it's it's intentional because there you just you do see this hint of timidity under mm. what's a, a projection of a powerful together woman. And if it is intentional, what is she up to? If it is intentional, she is. I mean, I always knew she was great, but well, holy yeah. shit, if that's intentional, like <laughs> so far, she's the most mysterious character to me. Yeah, everyone else is kind of obviously up to no good and a sack of shit. With the exception of the sister, I mean, Carmen is just kind of a mess, and there might be a little more there. Oh, she's, yeah, she's, but, no, she's a total hot mess. Yeah, like, I think it's just, I'm the crazy sister, and that's my character, and that's all there is to me. Uh, she's rebelling, she doesn't even know why. Mm-hmm. As you and do. It just, I mean, it's, oh, yeah. I, it's youth, it happens. And you can afford to do that. I've been there and known many people that were also there, so... Mm-hmm. It fits. It tracks for her character. Yes. So any suggestion or idea as to what is going to happen? I truly do not remember. <clears throat> I'm asking if you remember. I'm just asking if you, <laughs> what you think might happen. Oh, God, I'm so lost. <laughs> Me too. I don't um, I, I don't know. I'm thoroughly enjoying being lost, but I am absolutely entirely lost. <laughs> I feel like with the two murders that we don't know who did them, there's going to be at least one of them that we will not find out who did it because it does not matter. Probably. The other one, you know, it will matter, but that's not the main point of the story because there's this big complex web being woven still as we speak <laughs> and... Maybe the the old guy who hired Marlowe in the first place is the uh, ringleader of a few things. 
and the blackmail was the I excuse. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I'm talking out loud here, I really don't know. I don't know if we ever see him again, to be honest. I feel like there's going to be another scene of in the greenhouse drinking brandy in a very warm greenhouse. Because that's almost like a tactic to you know, throw someone off. Oh, yeah. It's a po- total power play. Yeah, he seems very intentional in his actions. Yep. And I feel like that's going to come back again. Yeah. But really, I don't know. <laughs> and that's fine. This is a great ride. Yes. And if it weren't for having to do this intermission impression, we would not have stopped. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we uh, get back to it? Yes, please. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We will be back for our curtain call and the uh, the accusation scene. Oh, we'll assemble our characters. Another accusation scene. We've had a few already. But it wasn't the full thing because something else <laughs> happened. That'll probably happen again in the final accusation scene. Oh, most likely. Yes. But let's go find out. Okay. I still have no idea no idea what actually happened. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, are you unsatisfied? <laughs> oh horribly. But no, not at all. I've... I'm perfectly satisfied, but wholly out of the loop, I guess. That's a good way to put it. I'm satisfied, but still confused. Yes. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> some things I get. Yeah. Clearly, the Eddie Mars guy was the main ringleader when he was the whole. The impetus for the whole. Almost everything. Yeah, pretty much. We still don't know about the the chauffeur off the end of the pier. Yeah, that's that was weird. never brought up again. Don't really know what was happening in the back of the bookstore. Nope. Um, Shenanigans of some sort. Of what sort, we have no idea. I, I'd been reading in a, the novel, it was pornography. Since it's uh, the Hayes Code. We can't mention that. Can't yeah, mention that. Of course not, yeah. It's like the photograph. Uh-huh. Clearly, we know what the photograph was. Oh, was the photograph pornographic as well? Yeah, Carmen, and without clothes on, basically. Oh, okay. It's according to the novel. Fair enough. Yeah. Basically, this would be even better if it weren't for the fucking Hayes Code ruining the good, juicy parts of the story. Still great, though. Oh, yeah. I'm not complaining. Still great. <laughs> I have one or two issues, though. Uh, that song that Lauren Bacall was singing in the gambling house. Oh, God. The fuck was that? That was gross. That's that, what that was. That just epitomized the treatment of women throughout this. That was so gross. Mm-hmm. There was at least a little nugget of compassion at the end where Marla was like, yeah, Carmen's screwed up and you kind of need to take her somewhere because she's ridiculous. And <laughs> she could be cured of things. Addictions and whatever she was high on because, of course, Hayes Code, we don't know what she was high on. Apparently something you can drink in a shot glass. I guess. I guess it was a brandy glass. I don't know. I'm I'm not up on my glassware. It's been too long. Sherry glass. That's what it was. It was a sherry glass. It was more like a sherry glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what what I was looking for. I wasn't thinking brandy. I was thinking sherry. It just didn't come out right. Because they said brandy too much in this movie. Because they were drinking brandy. Most of the movie, yeah. 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 Yeah, the overall treatment of women in here... Not great. 
They're sort of using the you have it coming because you've done terrible things as an excuse to manhandle and throw women around. Well, I don't care for that. Nope. And the tacked on romance at the end. Oh, it was building the whole time, man. You didn't, I know you it didn't was, see but that... then did we need it at all? Yeah. I'm torn. Yeah. Explain how we need it. Because they may end up agreeing with you. Because it's Bogey and Bacall. That's not the reason. <laughs> yeah, it is. Look at them. The, Together. Uh, smash, smash. That scene <laughs> in the car when they're driving back from the, the, the hideaway house where what's-his-name's wife has been holed up the whole time. Yeah. They sort of explain why they did what they did. Maybe I love you. Maybe it's because I love you. That's like the only reason why I could justify needing the romance in here all, is it did influence their actions when it came towards saving each other's asses. Yep. And that was important to the story so that we could go and find out the real head honcho and have him get killed by his own guys. That was great. Because that's excellent private detective work. <laughs> yes. So yes. I guess we needed the romance to yeah. a little bit. But I didn't need the, the stupid kissing bits. I just didn't need it. I... If it was this brooding attraction <laughs> between them the whole way through, and then that scene of, well, I guess it's because I love you. Oh, I guess it was because I love you. That would just have been perfect for me. That was been all I needed. I didn't... The, the kissing just felt tacked on. Uh, maybe because it was straight kissing. I, I don't know. Maybe. Because I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Not a deal breaker for me. I mainly just nitpicking here at things that to talk about because uh, it's a damn good movie. Even if I'm confused and maybe a little unsatisfied at the end. Just because there's still things. Things that were not explained. <laughs> but it's okay. It does not matter. I it care really not. Doesn't, no. I am happy with where I am at the end. Even if I don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not off the end of a pier. Yes. 12 feet of water. The waste of a very perfectly good Packard. Or drinking obvious poison. Yeah, that poor guy. I do feel bad for him. He's he in was... a lot. I like him. Yeah. He's a good character actor. He's a good fall boy. Yeah, yeah. He's He plays the the wussy guy <laughs> kind of. pretty I, well. He did like... feel a little tacked on in here because all of a sudden there he was. Oh, I'd been tailing you. I'm a brother Seamus. And then, oh, I have information. A little convoluted. I'm, I'm coronered and now I have to take poison and die. But at least I'm not going to give up the my client. Yes, he, he was a good guy. He just felt tacked on for the sake of the plot. Which I guess was okay. It moved the story along. Well, it was necessary. Someone had to get him that information. To... Mm -hmm. And to show a little humanity, since he didn't completely send Agnes to the dogs. Yep. That was good. Even though I don't really know what Agnes needed in this story at all. I didn't really... 200 bucks. Need her. Yeah, she needed 200 to bucks get to out get of out. Town. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, she did know where... She knew about was. the pornography store, where people buy pornography. She worked at the pornography store, where <laughs> people bought pornography. <laughs> but we can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his code. Yeah... How many movies did you ruin? So many. Yeah. 
now I'm curious about the remake from the late 70s. Like, I kind of want to see it, but I kind of don't because you don't fuck with Bogey. Right. You just don't fuck with Bogey. But... And I could see them taking this movie and going, wow, there's some holes here. Let, let's let's fix them. Let's and sew totally up these misleading links and everything. and Ruining the whole thing in the process, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. It is Hollywood. But I'm curious. Kind of, yeah. I would like to know what this movie would be without the Hayes Code. Unfortunately, that also means I have to find out what it's like without Bogey and Bacall. Yeah. I'm still curious about Bacall in here, period. She had this mystery to her, and then it really wasn't there. She was, like, only wrapped up in it just to protect her sister. I guess. Do you need more? I guess not. There was just more to that. You know, her whole aura, like, she was really masterminding something. When all it was was, I'm just protecting my sister. I wanted more, I guess. It's fine that it it wasn't more. <laughs> she led me on, let's say. Well, yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, she does. Yes, she does. I don't know. I think it was kind of appropriate to her character. She had, I mean, that's how she protects her sister is by creating this aura about her and the things that are going on. And it's true. She did have to put up the front to keep people at bay. Yep. Keep the wolf from the door. <laughs> Despite attracting other wolves to the door. Yeah. Since that was Eddie, basically. That whole fake hold up in the parking lot. That's that makes sense. A lot of effort made to show that there's no Nothing connection between, between yep, us. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That's all people do when they're weaving a tangled web. But... They make it very obvious that they're weaving a tangled web. <laughs> you can't help but do that. It that's the issue with making a web. Uh-huh. The um, life uh, finds a way, shall we say. <laughs> um, this is a nice uh, way to show the convolution of life. By having a convoluted plot where shit doesn't exactly go right and there's extra pieces that don't actually need. Because that's life. Yep. Coen Brothers knew that. <laughs> <laughs> What was the deal with the nihilists anyway? What was the deal with the kid with that stole the car? <laughs> you know, sometimes life just happens and there's these things that you have to deal with in the middle of dealing with the big thing. <laughs> and you think it's connected and it turns out it's just a crazy happenstance. That's sort of explored in here. And I do <laughs> like that, even if it maddens me just a little bit because you think that it does have something to do with the big plot, but it doesn't. It's like how Chekhov's last play had two guns in the opening act that were never fired. Oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two loaded shotguns, if I recall correctly. Well, in here we had a collection <laughs> of guns that Marlowe just kept, people kept giving him guns. <laughs> he gave one of them to the cops. And his gun under the console moved. Because both times that he grabbed a gun from under the console, his little panel that popped down and mm-hmm. had two guns on it, he grabbed the gun on the left. Oh, I thought he grabbed a, the one on the right that second to last time, and then... Nope. Both times, it was the gun on the left. Oh. Driver's side. I guess I didn't pay that much attention. First time, he grabs the gun on the left. 
there's a gun on the right. The second time, there's only a gun on the left, no gun on the right. Mm. So we grabbed that one. <laughs> Fair enough. I missed that. I wasn't looking for uh, continuity errors. I was too busy trying to figure out the story. I'm usually not either. <laughs> Sometimes they just pop up. And it's entirely possible I'm inventing that and missaw it. Because mm-hmm. I'm human. And we're stupid. Yay! <laughs> we do stupid stuff, too. Like, get wrapped up in a bunch of blackmail. And As I say, it, do, it, it does allow us to enjoy stupid things like this, though. True. Like, Not that this, this was stupid. Well, it was fun stupid. It was watching the stupidity of others mm-hmm. and enjoying that. Yes. <laughs> ridiculous bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fun ridiculous bullshit, but ridiculous bullshit. Which makes it life. <laughs> There's a classy realness to this movie. Yeah. That definitely never actually happened this way. Oh, God, no. It's, it's no, 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 no. And... The dialogue is way too good. Um. <laughs> yes. The talk is too smart to have actually happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's great. Mm-hmm. But we can marvel at how we think people did it a lot better back then. It was probably really suave and cool back then, so. Or so they thought. <laughs> Are you saying that there will come a time when this won't be suave and cool? Yeah. I don't want to think about that. That's unacceptable to me, because this movie is cool as shit. I'm sure there's already people today who don't think this is swap and cool because they're stupid. and they're... <laughs> So it's just a never-ending cycle of stupid. Welcome to the We're human race. We're stupid for thinking it's swap and cool. They're stupid for thinking it's not swap and cool. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's stupid. Why not? Well, as long as you're being stupid, you can send us money on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classic. Not that it's stupid to support us, but you know. It very well could be. We don't know. <laughs> We're kind of in the thick of it. Part about we, it. We, we, we can't see far enough beyond to know. <laughs> we also have a website, CrackerClassics.com, where you can check out the convolution. Occasionally we pop up on Twitter at Cracker Classics. Just to confuse you. <laughs> <laughs> And because we're stupid. Um, yes. <laughs> but at least we don't... We should know better than to tweet. Well. Oh, well. At least we don't call people angel. <laughs> yeah, that, that got a little... A lot. That got a little old. Anyway. Because they were not angels. <laughs> oh, no, God, no. <laughs> None of them. Uh, anyway, we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Watch this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely watch this. Bye-bye.